So here we are, and welcome to the latest edition of You Are My Borough. Um, not quite the morning after the night before, Dom. The, the morning two days after the lunchtime before, but still. <laughs> um, everything in Planet Borough is uh, is warm, hazy, fuzzy. Uh, it's uh, it's it was quite some lunchtime on on Saturday, wasn't it? We're obviously we're going to dig through um, everything that happened up at the Stadium of Light. Um, we're going to talk about kind of where Borough are at really heading into this next international break. Um, you know, it's obviously been a really good month for Michael Carrick uh, and the lads. So we'll have a bit of a chat on that. Um, we'll maybe throw it ahead a little bit to to kind of what's coming up once the international break finished between them and Christmas and then what we've got to look forward to. But only one place to start, and that is Sunderland. That is Wearside. Um, Sunderland nil, Middlesbrough four. So much to kind of pick through and talk about. But um, listen, we'll get to the sending off in a minute because clearly that is a massive, massive part of the game. But leaving that aside, you know, even when it was 11 v 11, a lot of really positive, impressive things from that Borough performance, wasn't there? Yeah, I wrote I wrote for today's paper that I thought Borough won it really in in two spells. Clearly, after the after the sending off at the start of the second half, when they kind of ruthlessly took Sunderland apart, and and um, because it's no gimme, is it, to come up against ten men? Like you know, it's no gimme that you're going to run through a team. And Sunderland didn't help themselves after the break, but Borough deserve immense credit for the way they just absolutely ripped through with Isaiah Jones, especially. But I thought kind of equally as impressive for different reasons was the way Borough started the game, really. And for 15, 20 yeah. minutes, they were so calm and unflustered and, and controlled in possession. And and the, it was clearly an, an, a plan to get out, set out, and just steady things down, just calm the whole stadium down. Don't get whipped up by the home atmosphere yeah. and everything that, that goes with a game of that enormity. Um, and I thought Borough did that really well. And, and really... Sunderland's only real, real moment in the first half was Patrick Roberts when he um, was denied by Good save. Good, Good save. save. And Carrick was furious at that because he felt that Josh Coburn was was fouled in the build-up. But, but he said that even after that one moment, you could tell how that's all it needed for that crowd to kind of get behind and the noise, the volume yeah. went up and the atmosphere went up and, and Borough then had to settle it down again. So... Well, Borough clearly won the game after half time. I thought the foundations were laid in, in the impressive opening. Really, you could never ever have imagined, could you? I mean, imagine if we'd have sat here last week. I know, I know the circumstances and all that, and predicted a four nil away win. Hell fire! Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we've skirted around it. Let's let's go straight in with the sending off. I mean. I think even most Borough fans will admit that it's one of them that if it goes against you in a game like that, you're pretty livid about it, aren't you? I mean, listen, by the letter of the law, if he's sworn in the face of the referee, then it's a second yellow card. He's got every right to send him off. But in that atmosphere, in that game, at that time, it's it's one you're going to feel aggrieved about, isn't it? If it goes against you. I think, like I say, I think even most hardened Borough fans would have to concede that. I completely agreed with Mowbray's take, really. When Mowbray said, like, as you said, by the letter of the law, Jared Gillett has, has done nothing wrong. But Mowbray talked about the fact that Gillett had said he was going to referee empathetically before the game. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel in a game like that, at that stage of the first half, you probably have a word and say, look, like, settle down. You know, you know, get. I'm, I'm not having any more of that. The only thing I would say is, if Neil 
as, and we don't know this, if Neil has chewed yeah. and chewed and chewed for the entirety of the first half, oh, yeah, the yeah. just yeah. thought, you know what, I've had enough. I've had enough of this. I've had enough. Yeah. Neil, I think I think it's worth saying. I thought Neil was lucky that the the, the, the foul for the yellow card was a bad tackle, mm. um, and yeah. fortunate with that. But um, so so I I can understand why Giller has done it, but you can completely understand Mowbray's exasperation yeah. as well, can't you? And that's what it was. I think that would be my view view on it. If it, if it was a game where. Every time the referee was doing anything, players were in his face and there was groups of them around him all the time. And he just, and, and, it, and it was, do you know what? I've, I've absolutely had enough of this. I'm going to make a point now. But it didn't really feel like that, did it? It wasn't like at every decision you were thinking, God, well, look at the referees getting grief left, right and centre. It just seemed to come pretty much out the blue, really. But anyway, that happened. Now, like you say then, okay, so you've got the whole of the second half playing against 10 then. Now, clearly... um. I think you're right, you know, Sunderland didn't help themselves because probably because it was a, you know, a derby, because the, the, the home crowd were expecting them still to go and try and get on the front foot and win it. What they didn't then really do was just camp in, completely shut up shop and play for a point, which might not have worked anyway, but in hindsight was probably the way they should have gone. So there were gaps there for Borough to exploit. But as you said, with with Isaiah Jones probably at the vanguard of it down the right-hand side. They, they did that so well, didn't they? I mean, purposeful attacking, numbers forward into the box, um, you know, creating a lot of opportunities. And and in the end, obviously, that, that told with the four goals. Yeah, and, and the, the first goal I mean, it came 13 minutes after half-time, but that felt like an inevitability from, from the get-go yeah. in the second half. It was it was just a case of when the goal had come rather than if. Um and then I think what's impressive after that is Borough get themselves in front, get the second, and really show no sign of let up. They just wanted more and more, yeah. and they could have had, they could have easily had a couple more. And we touched on it last week, really, about um, after the Cardiff game. When if you're Sunderland's defence, demoralised defence, up against it, two, three goals down, and Latte laugh and force mm. come on with fresh, fast legs. It, you know, it, it's a, it's it, it's it's the last thing you want to see, really. I mean, Jones is the big talk about Nini because we were talking last week about the, the combined 11 and Borough's squad. And, and we said, you know, if, you, if you're looking through Borough's squad, the two nailed on top six championship players are Hackney and McGree. Um, McGree, who Borough had to do without, of course. We'll get back to that. But but Jones, when he's on song, is undoubtedly one of them as well, isn't he? Yeah. And, and he's looking like the player who broke through two years ago and was one of the best Best attacking players in the championship, wasn't he, that season? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and if anything, he's looking like he could be an even better player because when he broke through, he was primarily playing as a wing-back in a five a lot of the time, wasn't he? And, and he, he was great there. Um, you know, did a lot of really good things with Borough. But as as the position he's playing now, you know, an, an attacking right winger effectively in, in a three as, as the wide one on the right... He can do more, way more damage in that position. You know, he can win games for Borough in that position in a way that maybe he can't as easily at, at wing back. So yeah, I think, I think you know, all things being equal, he is going to be a massive player for Borough in the remainder of this season. And like you say, you know, the, the fingers crossed, all signs suggest that the, the mental issues that were there are, are resolved, or cleared up, or, or at least being managed. So. Um, you know, if he can just focus on his football, which, as I say, touch wood, it looks like he's in that position now, then 
what an asset he is for Borough because yeah, at his best, he's a he's a championship um you know best of the championship 11 player he gets into that team because he's that good isn't he we've seen it when you say there about kind of him, him, him being happy playing you know happy off the pitch now he, he talked openly didn't he about his struggles last season and uh him and his mm -hmm. family had gone through an awful time and i think i mentioned last week and we're gonna we're gonna run the quote at some point over the international break we spoke to him after sheffield wednesday and he said then he's you know he's he's happy now off the pitch things are good and and he talked about the work he wants to do to help to help others who are going through a tough time. I think you can tell by the way he's playing that he's that he's that that you know everything's good with Isaiah Jones now. You, you mm. talk there about assets. Sam Greenwood um, yeah. scored, made his first start against Cardiff, impressed. Scored his first goal against Sunderland. If you haven't seen um, the news. Has, Broke by the Athletic, first broke by the Athletic today. The Borough have the option to make his loan move from Leeds permanent for one and a half million quid. For a 21-year-old with Premier League experience, who was kind of one of the next big things just a few years ago. And, 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 and we've seen promising signs from that has the look. I know it's early days, but that has the look of a snip, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we um yeah, we obviously covered the the story when he was at Sunderland and Arsenal were in for him, Man United were in for him. Uh, I think City was sniffing around. There was even talk of clubs on the continent being, you know, he was, at that stage, if you'd asked the leading scouts in the country to put together a list of the top 10, you know, prospects, 15, 16, 17-year-old, he was massively on that list. There's no doubt about that. Um, now, his career's kind of, you know, lost its way a little bit since then, without a shadow of a doubt. But he's still very, very young, um, and and like you say, yeah, early days. Um, but you know, Cardiff was a really good display. Obviously, the weekend massively, massively promising. And another big thing with him is already looks pretty versatile in terms of where he can play across that front line, doesn't he? You know, he's played as a ten. He's played off the left. You would imagine he could play off the right. Probably not ideal, but if you had to, you could imagine you could play as a nine. Um, you know, he, um, there's an awful lot to be excited about there, I think. Well, it was funny because last week we spoke to him after the Cardiff game and, and we, we talked to him about this in his unveiling when he spoke. But I just said again last week, you know, you played at number 10 today. Is that where you're most comfortable? Is that where you're most at home? And he said, well, really, yeah, number 10, number nine, anywhere across the forward line, really. And then as he walked off, he kind of smiled and said, just just not in midfield, which is obviously where Jesse Marsh played him. At yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, he looked at home at number 10 against Cardiff. He shuffled out to the left with Crooks in on Saturday and looked equally as comfortable there. Um, he's, he's clearly got an eye for goal. I mean, his finish was 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 good, wasn't it, on, um, on Saturday? He had a hand in the second goal against Cardiff last week. So, again, it is only early days. He's, he's you know, really cameos until the last week. But Considering that he had an injury in the summer and Carrick said, you know, he wasn't up to speed when he first came in. We knew we'd have to be patient with him. Um, the signs, the signs are certainly promising there. And I think that's the other thing, really. We touched on McGree there. I mean, Borough have had this run of wins now and, and they've done it without a number of key players, haven't they? You know, Housen and Lenahan missed, well, Lenahan's missed the last three. Housen's missed the last two. McGree was missing at the weekend. Yeah. Carrick had the, has really had Bird was out. Yeah, Lewis O'Brien suffered a serious injury. Um, when Carrick talked about depth in the summer, you were looking at that stage and thinking, well, you know, have you have you really? And yet he's improved, right, hasn't he, in the last two, three weeks? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so we're heading into the international break now. Then, I mean, obviously, you know, it feels massively, massively different to coming out of the last international break when you were kind of thinking, if, you know, where's the wins going to come from? And if, and if Borough don't get a couple of wins soon, are they actually going to be in real trouble? Now, you look at it now and, you know, everything all of a sudden, you're clearly looking up rather than down, right back into the mix in terms of where, you know, maybe maybe three or four points still below where you'd ideally like to be. But, you know, certainly back in, right in amongst it for getting towards the play oppositions, etc., etc. Still in the Carabao Cup, obviously that, that, that Exeter away game is going to come round quite quickly after the international break. So it does feel... Very, very different, doesn't it, to where we were at what five weeks ago, going into the last international break. Well, I think, I think half that. I think you know, if you think of where we, where Borough were at two and a half weeks ago after mm. that Sheffield Wednesday game, at half time in that Sheffield Wednesday game, if somebody had said to you then, Borough are going to get a point here, but then go on this this run, there was yeah. no evidence, no evidence at all to suggest that. That was going to be the case. And that, that 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 half, that first half of Sheffield Wednesday was as bad as it as as we've seen, haven't we, under Carrick? And yet, when you compare how poor that was, I think the four or five games since the the the, the upturn, the improvement, is as impressive as the upturn and improvement when Carrick took charge. Last, last, yeah, last season. Season. Because there was no, you know, for, if if you if you if you don't have have no clue of what's gone on last season and you're uh, coming in as a neutral, you watch the first seven games of the season and you watch the five games since. I know Carrick talked at length, didn't he, about I'm seeing positive signs. It's gonna, it's gonna come. Mm. Let's be honest. If you talk to the man in the street, the vast majority were saying that they didn't see those positive, those encouragements that Carrick had seen. You would not believe that it's the same team, would you? That played those first no. seven games and the five games since. I think Carrick and the players deserve immense credit for. For, the, for for what has been a transformation, really, hasn't it? Yeah, and and you, yeah, absolutely. And and what you say is right because you know, in fairness to Carrick, he's kind of been proven right because last season there was some pretty fundamental switches that you could point to and say, well, they played a massive part in turning things around. Tuba moving to number ten, obviously, you know, was the biggest one, wasn't it? All of a sudden. Borough had a playmaker. They had someone getting in the box. They, they, they were able to do that. Um, you know, clearly Carrick switched formation quite dramatically from what had been going on at the start of the season under Wilder and, and then most of the time under Leo. Got rid of the wing-backs, went to a flat-back four, started playing Hackney and Housen together in, in, in the base midfield. And he was a new voice as well, wasn't he? It's something new and different. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas this time round, if I say to you, okay, well, what you know, what's changed? What has changed in the last three weeks or so compared to the start of the season? You'd say, well, really, not very much. And I, and I think that's what Carrick would say. He would say not very much because while things clearly weren't clicking in that first month, month, month and a half, I always felt would Carrick would say that the, 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 the performances were pretty much there. Few little things needed iron out, but we weren't far away now. I was sceptical about that. I think you were sceptical about that because we weren't really seeing it change for a period of one, two, three, four weeks. But to be fair to Carrick, he, he stuck He stuck with it. He hasn't ripped everything up. He hasn't turned everything upside down. He's he stayed true to kind of what he's believed in and the faith he's had in these players. And it's been rewarded because I can't really put my hand on fundamental changes that there's been in the last three or four weeks. 
and yet board performances and results have, have completely changed. I think one thing that, and we talked about this, didn't we, where we said, what, 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 what's, what you, what you don't know until it happens is just how much of an impact a, a goal or a win is going to have. Yeah, you know, you've got to remember, Borough Bur- hadn't led in a game had the before that Southampton no. game. They, they hadn't no. been ahead for a single second. So Carrick talked about, didn't he? We just need that moment, just need that spark. And again, kind of, we're probably sat there thinking, well. This is just classic manager speak. He's saying what he has to say because his his players will be reading or listening or whatever else. Um, And yet, what you don't know is the boost that they're going to get from that first goal, from that first win. And and fair play, they've kicked on. Because I think the other thing as well is the the games that they lost on paper, the games that they didn't win on paper, looked easier than the games they've won in the last few The run looked tough, didn't it? Like Southampton at home. I know Southampton were in a rough run, but that's some squad. Yeah. I know Watford are having a tough old time, but Vicarage Road away, you know, that, that's yeah. never a gimme. Cardiff were in the top six when they came, and then obviously Sunderland speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, so, I, yeah, I, I think the kind of the, the most unlikely turnaround, really. But like you say, I don't think there's one, you know, you can't say, well, he's so-and-so, so-and-so suddenly started firing or they've suddenly started keeping clean sheets. You know, two, two up front together. No, yeah. he's, he's, stuck with what he's, he's stuck with what he thinks is, is going to work. And like I say, in, in fairness, in fairness, it has worked. And, and, um, and, and yeah, and, and I guess that's, that's a big positive moving forward, isn't it? That it's not just one player who suddenly turned it on and, and he's gone through a ridiculous purple patch because that's not necessarily sustainable. What Borough are doing at the minute feels sustainable because it's it's pretty much a collective that's doing it, isn't it? And again, I mean that that's what Carrick said in the summer, didn't he? When Tuba went and when Archer went, how how much did he talk about? You know, we we're not going to bring someone in who's going to score thirty goals this season, or a low knee who's going to rip the championship up in two or three months. We we kind of all need to chip in now and and. Um, and, and clearly that's proven to be the case. I, I do think one player who's made a big difference, for all the talk about replacing low knees and the difficulty in replacing low knees, I think you could make a case. The Borough have got an improvement in goal in Senedine yeah. compared to yeah. that. And he, he's had a really, really impressive start, hasn't he? Yeah. He has. He hasn't. Funny enough, um, I think it was, it was Thursday's press conference with Michael Carrier. I kind of said that to him, that actually... I don't think I'd asked him a question about Dieng all season up until that point, which kind of tells a story in a way, doesn't it? Because if you're not asking questions about the goalkeeper, then it probably means he's doing a pretty good job. And and Dieng has, he, he you know, he, he's made big saves at big moments. And clearly he looks very comfortable with the ball at his feet, does all the things that Carrick wants him to do in terms of, um, you know, moving up. Uh, letting the defence push up, building attacks, knocking the ball around, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think of all the signings in the summer. You know, we, we talk about Greenwood. Yeah, exciting. A lot shown uh, glimpses. You know, we, we're seeing a bit more from Engel now. Vandenberg. Dieng's the one that you would say has absolutely worked without a, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think the other thing is, you, you know, you touched on it there. You, the kind of the the the. Natural instinct, really, is I think because of what Carrick wants from his goalkeepers is to focus on, you know, how comfortable he is with the ball at his feet and how he um, starts attacks, as Carrick would say. And yet the bread and butter for a keeper is still keeping the ball out, isn't it? And he, 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 made, 
Yeah, and then that save from Roberts, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. So I think um I think that's another big, big plus point, clearly. It's crazy so, how quickly it changes, isn't it? You think what three, four weeks ago when we were <laughs> we had talked about the many problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're going to have to start predicting 5-0 wins now, aren't we? 5-0, 6-0. I mean, that's the dream we... away, isn't it? The, the, for the away end, you, you know, oh. if you're in away, if you're in the away end, you're talking... What, is, like, what is the dream right? scenario in away end, really? I think a late goal. An, an a last-minute winner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Around. But yeah. other than that, a route in a derby. It's like yeah, when, you know, yeah, that, that, the old layers laid on and... That's got to be up there, hasn't it? Yeah, the 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 the, the snatching a last minute winner that's probably undeserved is probably number one. But yeah, that's that's got to be absolutely right up there. Absolutely yeah. right up there. Um, so where are we then um, with the injured lads and everything heading into the um, heading into the international? I mean, McGree. Um, what, what what's the kind of latest do you think on him and Vandenberg? When are we likely to see him? Do you think in terms of after the international break, Bangura back in the mix? What's uh, give us a quick whip through? Well, McGree, um, that's a plantar fascia injury uh, issue. Carrick said, and the problem there or, or the misfortune there was Carrick said he, he felt it kind of 20, 30 seconds before a planned substitution in the Cardiff game last week. It was going to take him off anyway, and then he felt it. That's a blow, clearly. Um, Carrick described that as, well, a, as a, I've, I've got that at the minute, you know. It's your foot, isn't it? Like the, yeah, the yeah. Basic. Yeah. yeah. One, of my, like one a, of my mates had it for years and it's like... Yeah. It's, it's the niggly, like... Un, it's not It's not hugely... And listen, you might not know this. I'm not a professional athlete, Don. That might surprise <laughs> you. I'm not a professional athlete. I try and play a five-a-side once a week. But it was bloody agony playing five-a-side with it last week. So... I uh, have sympathy for McGree. Yeah, it, it, it's just like then. It's not really that sore, but then the more you do with it, the sore it gets. Really, yeah. If any anyway, physios, if any are watching or listening, have got any plantar fascia yeah. uh, pearls of wisdom? One of my mates had it for years. Actually, he had it, he had it rough as. Yeah, it's it's meant to yeah. be a rough one, like. You're meant to get these fancy insoles, aren't you? Which it's one of them where, like, yeah, I, I know I should, but getting my backside into gear to sorted. Next time you see McGree before or after a game, Riley, I know yeah, how you feel. Oh, yeah, you got any of them spare insoles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, mate. Yeah, absolutely. You're not suffering with a neural hamstring problem as well, are you? I know. That's, oh, that, that's the issue that's troubling Rav Vandenberg at the minute. I presume yes. that's what. Carrick didn't actually say, or we didn't actually ask. Um, that that was what forced him out the warm up at Sunderland. But that yeah. have, that is what has been troubling him in the last couple of weeks. So you presume that to be the case. The both men, the both men who have been on international duty this week, obviously, uh, if, you're probably watching or listening after this. But I'd imagine Borough will put something out at some point today, confirming either way whether they've. Whether they've yeah, got one or not, that'll tell us a bit more. Yeah, good I mean, to get Vura back as well. And, and obviously, Dyke Steele was on the bench last week. Um, they're both useful players to have back in amongst it, aren't they? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, it'll be it'll be a tricky one for McGree because you would imagine, you know, Australia obviously playing England at Wembley on Friday night, aren't they? You would imagine he'll have had that from the minute that game was announced. He'll have had that in a well. I, I see he'll have had a, a, a ringed in his diary. Do, do, do footballers have diaries? I doubt it. 
He'll have had it. He'll have had it. Notif- some fancy notification on his uh, calendar yeah. on his phone. Well, you can get those uh, countdown apps, can't you? Where it counts down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You probably have yeah. that maybe with Wembley. Maybe that. Maybe that. Um, but you would imagine he'd be desperate to be a part of that. So yeah. Um, and obviously, Borough, you know, have a have a pretty healthy contingent again, don't they? So actually, that Friday night one could be interesting. But it, more interest in the Australia team than the England one for Borough, I imagine. Yeah, 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 Silvera. Because Silvera hasn't played. Silvera really was was one of the more promising signings, I thought, in the early weeks of the season. In pre-season, yeah. Yeah, but he's had to have a, a kind of a bit part role recently. But but he always had the look of a player who probably needed that, didn't he? Like, needed yeah. to just to yeah. settle his way in and bed his way in. And, um, yeah. you know, yeah, certainly as the attributes to be an impact player from the bench in the early stages, doesn't he? Um, the, the, you know, we were talking to Carrick about this last week, the classic international break question to a manager. Has the break come at a good or bad yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regardless of the answer, you're getting a line out of it. Um, it's something. What do you yeah. think? What do you think for Borough this time? Well, last time we were, it was pretty obvious that it, it was needed, wasn't it? It was massively needed. <laughs> The easy thing at the moment is to say, well, because they're on such a great run, no, you'd much rather be playing games and keeping it going. I think, you know, I think all things being equal, you probably would because they have got the wind in the sails at the moment, Borough, and players are playing full of confidence. That said, they have got a few niggly little injuries, haven't they? And and a few players that, that are, you know, nearly back, not quite back. I think having that two weeks again to work with them to, to get hopefully a bit of rest and a bit of these niggly little injuries sorted out will probably suit Borough because once again, we always say it, but once things do start, then, you know, it's right back into bang, 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 really then until the next one in November, especially with the, the you know, the, what is what is a big old Carabao Cup game in the middle of it to try and get through the quarterfinals in that, in that competition. So, yeah, I think in an ideal world, you'd probably want to carry on just because they're on this winning run, but I don't think it'll do them any harm to be able to, um, to have a bit of R&R. No, I agree. Greenwood said that. I was listening to Greenwood's interview with Mark Drury from Tees this morning, and he said that. Like, we, I think we'll take the rest. He said, you know, we will yeah. we'll use this opportunity as a chance to get rest and recovered before, before we, uh, before we set about going again. And and yeah, when things come back, the the mood is completely transformed, hasn't it? Compared to what it had before. When really was Blackburn the first game back last time? When you looked at that and Borough went there, kind of. You were looking for signs that things have changed and things had improved, whereas this time, kind of that next game can't come quick, can't come quick enough now, really, can it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, it seems like a good time to take a little bit of stock. I mean, how do you think the championship as a whole is is uh, shaped up? Because I've got to admit, I had a quick, I had a look at the table this morning, and Leicester and Ipswich have put a bit of a gap there, haven't they? I know what are we? It's only it's only mid October, but. They both look very good. They both well, look very good after Leicester and Ipswich. As soon as you asked that question, I thought you're just teeing me up to brag about my pre-season Ipswich. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Like I looked this morning and where are we? Like early October, and I'm thinking, are they away and gone? Um, yeah. 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 I'd, seen, I'd seen a piece this morning about Leeds. Funny enough, read the piece about Leeds where they were saying kind of Leeds are finding the feet, but haven't they, have they given themselves too much to do? Which do already, yeah. I, I expect, it, I, I think Leicester will streak away and win it at a canter. You know, what do you yeah, think? I, 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 I think whereas so. Whereas Ipswich are a bit more of an unknown quantity still, aren't they? You, you know, whether they can build on this, it's, it's you know, it's yeah, still- but I always, I always, 
I always think teams who score goals and, and, and have lots of routes to scoring goals are less vulnerable to a sudden downturn. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you've got a team who are keeping seven clean sheets in a row, then in a league like the Championship, that's probably not going to happen all the way for the rest of the season. Ipswich look like a team who can score three or four goals in games against anyone, especially at Portman Road. You know what I mean? So, yeah, let's see. Different questions will be asked, you know, once they're actually, if they're, if they're there in March and the pressure's right on and it's actually, wow, this team might actually make it the Premier League, then that's a bit different. But I, I don't see any reason why they're suddenly going to stop scoring goals because, like I say, it's not, it's not like they're relying on one player and if he gets injured for three months, you know, they, they've got four or five players who could end the season with 15, you know, 15, maybe 20 goals, a couple of them. And, and if they're spreading that number of goals around, then I think they'll be, I think they'll be right up there. Yeah, Leeds do, do seem to have sorted themselves out. Southampton still haven't. They're, they're uh, you know, they're the one of the, of clearly of the three teams who came down who at the moment haven't got their house in order. Um, but beyond that, I mean, Preston, are Preston going to stay there? You'd say no. I mean, it's, you know, it's not a given. Obviously, Luton stayed there when people were writing them off, et cetera, et cetera. But I would, I would, you know, I'd have Ipswich well, well, well above Preston in terms of the likelihood of them being there bang at the end of the season. So, I, you know, I think, I think there's definitely two or three playoff spots that, that you would have Middlesbrough and even after the weekend results, Sunderland bang in the mix for. Yeah, you know, Leicester, at the minute, Leicester and Ipswich, clearly the league table tells you look like standouts, don't it? But then beyond that, it is that classic championship case of probably like a dozen teams will be looking at those yeah. five, those three or four places. Because obviously Sunderland are fourth. Well, I know there was the red card, but, you know, Borough obviously have gone there and taken them apart in the second half. Yeah. West Brom have been up there. I know Borough lost there, but West Brom looked like no great shakes that mm. day. Um Leeds have been a bit hit and miss. I know, like you say, they seem to be finding the feet a little bit. Birmingham have started well. You called that, didn't you, before yeah. the start of the yeah. season? You thought you can yeah. keep Birmingham. Be a lot better, yeah. This year, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, and I mean, what an hour. Borough, like, what is it? How many points is it now? Is it four points off the top off the top six now? I'd have to double-check. I didn't glance at the weekend. But, I mean, that shows yeah. ridiculous, really, isn't it, considering they couldn't, you know, the yeah. three goals. Where, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, right. Well, before we uh, before we head off, I was going to say, what 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 are your plans for the international break? I know what your plans for the international break are. Yeah, <laughs> a new arrival will be laid in this next to me cot I'm next to now. As you can probably hear, yeah. there hasn't been any movement yet. Um, no movement yet. No movement yet. But um, you are. Very, very close to having a second child. So, Indeed. um, baby Riley or Sam or Isaiah, or <laughs> yeah, baby Isaiah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 the next, uh, is it gonna be a girl, can't it? Is it, yeah, we don't know. My little boy Ezra, he was adamant for uh, for, for six, seven months it was going to be a girl, but he seems to have um realized now. I think he thought that you go into the hospital and choose Pick like, what you want, yeah, yeah, baby, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 that's not the case. Yeah. So yeah, if you well, if you see next time I'm on, if I look even more haggard and aged than usual, <laughs> you know why? Yes, yes, yes. Well, so Dobby's going to take a bit of um, obviously uh, much. Um, well, I'm, I was going to say much needed. Certainly not a holiday, is it? But some some valuable family time to uh, get to know the little arrival at some point soon. And um, so 
Dom's appearance on the vids might be a little bit haphazard through the international break, but we um, we will keep the vids going. Um, we'll probably do one at the back end of this week, um, and then uh, or, or the start of next week, and then we'll have another one preview and getting back into it. So so um, keep your notifications on. As I say, the vids will keep going. But um, yeah, all the best, Dom. We uh, we uh, we'll we'll welcome the next the next generation of the uh, Middlesbrough fan club. Maybe I could. Maybe it's the next video I could unveil it like a cup lifting and yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Start yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely, yeah, cheers, mate, yeah. cheers, mate. Well, yeah, um, and, and, as ever, thanks very much for uh supporting the vids or the podcasts, however you listen to them. Like, subscribe, comment, all of that kind of stuff. Um, as I say, we do where uh, we do love hearing from you. Um, and, and we are planning at some stage to have a, a, a video that's just going to be complete interaction with us, answering questions. Um, maybe even getting a couple of the viewers on if we can sort that out or whatever. But we'll um, we'll do that probably in the next run of matches. But yeah, for now, thanks very much for watching. Um, enjoy the international break. As I say, we will be back. So keep your eyes peeled. Um, but for now, that's it for You Are My Borough.